Activate your personal shield and get your trade to level 3 because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront podcast with a very special guest. Hello, my name is Elliot from Battlefront Updates. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Rogue One DLC, what we'd like to see and uh, our wish list for the DLC, what we think will be in the DLC. Let's get started. I just recently watched all three trailers in a row to try and get the best grasp as possible. What do you think about the three-phase ma- game mode? Yeah, I mean, he, I think he mentioned something about multi-stage battles again, and I can see definitely see them adding that. And I was especially now recently with Battlefield 1 and the Operations game mode, which is very similar to a to the multi-stage battle in, in Battlefront. I think it would be very cool to have a multi-stage battle on Scarif, which is only focused on infantry because although people like space a lot of people were disappointed that there was so little infantry in the Death Star so I'm really hoping to see some sort of three phase uh, or more game mode on Scarif on just the surface maybe one in the jungle and one in the more open areas and then one indoors or something like that yeah I was just watching uh, a trailer breakdown and they were talking about a cargo so i was thinking it'd be cool if they added a multi-phase game mode of cargo like you have to go get this cargo and bring it back to this other control point at the other edge of the map i think that'd be pretty cool to see yeah i agree that's that's a good idea i mean like you said there we can see a brief mention about i think it's gin like carrying some sort of bag or whatever it is in the trailer which might be the death star plans and if that's the case, it's like the perfect cargo-ish game mode. And I'm hoping they implement the AT-ACTs. That would be so cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if they don't do it. I mean, it's you couldn't get a better Walker Assault map than what we've seen in the trailer so far. So, I mean, all they need to do is change around, this, I guess, the size and the skin a little bit to the AC, AT, from the AT-ACTs. And then they're ready to go. So it's not a huge amount of work compared to making a brand new vehicle. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, if they have a like, Walker Assault, which I think they will on the Rogue One DLC, it'd be cool to have the Y-Wings to be U-Wings. That'd be pretty cool to set the scene for that. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not sure if they are able to, like, bomb. I don't really know much about the Y-Wings or U-Wings, but, uh, I mean, somehow to implement them, just to change, to get them more of a Rogue One feeling, uh, would be very cool. And then, of course, the TIE Strikers as well. Yeah, uh, something I'm lo- hoping to see. Yeah, so speaking of like the f- three-phase game mode, so from the reaction of the Death Star DLC, it seems like most people don't want space battles. But they, they were happy to get it with just the space battle DLC, but they prefer the ground battles, which I think Battlefront caters to with its gameplay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <clears throat> I mean the community is what it is. It's like Everyone wants space battles, and then they add space battles, and people complain <laughs> about that. So, I mean, I think sometimes I think the community is a bit ridiculous, but I understand because they've locked it up in such a big game mode where the majority is flying. I do understand people's frustration. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's a really cool game mode, but I agree. I use, I have, I don't play that much Death Star anymore because I prefer infantry, and I think, like you said, the community agrees on that. So, for Scarif, I don't feel like the game really needs a lot more. They could have maybe a fighter squadron map, uh, for Scarif, but I don't think they need to include space or flying in the if they do it like a three-phase game mode. 
Yeah, and it'd be pretty cool to see uh, the multiple phase game modes all infantry because you can go through these different fronts and uh, maybe each objective is different. Like maybe you get the cargo in the first objective, uh, first phase to this point, and then it takes off with another group and through this different area and it transitions between these uh, different uh, battle fronts. Yeah, I think that would be... I mean, they already have so many game modes that it's they could like combine, like you said, cargo and then maybe extraction and then uh, let's say a oh, turning point or supremacy you need to capture a final point in order to extract the cargo or something like that i mean they could like you said they could really mix up a lot of this stuff because they already have so many game modes in the game so why not take the best of each and make one big game mode instead yeah that would be really interesting to see and i'm excited to see the palm trees in battlefront that would be. Uh, yeah. That's going to be so crazy to see a palm trees in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, just that's that was kind of the most what caught my eye in the first trailer. I'm not even sure if they announced the Scarif DLC. I don't think they. No, they hadn't announced that when the first trailer came out, and it, it was the thing that kind of stuck with me because a lot of the Star Wars films have sort of same environments all the time, but this was completely new to Star Wars, so it's going to be really cool to see it both in the movie uh, and in the game. Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see. And I'm, that water is just looks gorgeous in the trailer. I'm like, oh man, I want to go swim in that. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I mean, I just after I saw that trailer, I actually went and uh, looked at some... If you, I don't know if you know what uh, what it's called again. The Battlefield 4 DLC, Naval, Naval Strike. Uh, in that DLC, DICE really implemented some crazy good water physics where you could actually be on boats floating around you know, interacting with the waves, you could swim around. I don't think they're going to have that for Scarif. I don't get that feeling from the trailers. But yeah. I, I think, realistically speaking, we will only be able to run in the water because it's probably going to be, like, knee-deep. Yeah, that's what Although, it looked look like in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. So, especially considering that the AT, ACT walkers could walk in it. So, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to just have it like that instead of implementing a swimming featured for like one dlc <laughs> yeah that would be so hard to implement indeed it'd be really cool but like super hard and they were saying like they were having trouble uh getting everything for the death star dlc and uh that was interesting to hear that like for the outer rim dlc that the reason they use neonam and greedo is because they had the uh the heads already mapped out so what better way to implement those characters if you've already got them just change them a little bit yeah exactly and I mean, it would be look a little bit ridiculous to see stormtroopers fl- swimming around in the water. I don't know if that would look good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious to see. Yeah, I I don't I don't see if they could even do that. I mean, they already have trouble shooting each other. <laughs> yeah, indeed, they would just with that armor it would probably not be very easy to swim in. Yeah. If they added those swimming, they need to add the bikini troopers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> bikini troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Though, they just removed the helmetless troopers, but now we get the bikini troopers. After. <laughs> they put their helmets back on and take off their pants. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. so funny to see. I'm, it, I, I wish there was like a mod to add on to that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I wish Battlefront or Frostbite games allowed you to mod them, because that would definitely be a thing in that case. <laughs> What's that guy doing over there? <laughs> He's swimming. Don't mess with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember from the old Battlefront games, there was a, such a small detail where you, could, you couldn't you could swim in them either, but I'm not sure if you remember, but if you sh- shot down in the water or through a grenade, you could actually see 
fish floating up to the surface. Uh, dead. Oh. Which, it, although it was a really old and simple game, I thought that was such a neat feature. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's any fish on Scarif, but it would be a kind of nice, I don't know, thought of them to include that from the old games. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what kind of um, creatures live in the waters on Scarif. I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see, like, these alien fish creatures. Like, if you throw a bomb in there, like a thermal imploder, they just all float to the surface, like you're saying? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we haven't seen much in the trailers at all, but uh, definitely I would like to see some sort of creatures. I mean, all the maps, or pretty much everything in Battlefront so far, has had these small creatures, you know, running from under rocks or popping out from under the trees. Not something you can interact with, but still nice background stuff. So yeah. who knows? Maybe they will have that in on Scarif as well. That'd be pretty cool to see those crazy like looking creatures like when we saw the dianoga on the outer rim dlc we were just like whoa that thing is actually pretty dang huge yeah i mean i'm not even sure if they've ever shown the dianoga fully before that like in canon material (laughs) yeah i I was trying to find a picture of it for like a thumbnail for a video and i just couldn't find it i was (laughs) man what is happening (laughs) yeah i think they've actually like switched the on uh, like the Wikipedia page, I think they've actually switched an image from Battlefront because it's the first time they showed it. Well, the whole one. What do you want to see for the Rogue One DLC? Mm, I mean, we've covered the most of it, but for me, for me, I, I really want more infantry. Uh, but I like Endor is my favorite map, both of the Endor maps so yeah. far with uh, the sort of... It's kind of like a mix between long-range and short-range combat at the same time because there's trees you can take cover behind, but if you go out, you can see where, very far. So it's not like being inside a bunker, and it's not like being on uh, uh, on Jakku. And that's kind of what I'm looking forward to here. We, we could see in the trailers a lot of bushes and uh, palm trees, obviously, and then mixed that with big water puddles where you can walk and snipe and so on. Yeah. So I think that's that's the kind of gameplay that, that i've enjoyed the most so far in the game so i'm excited to get more of that it'd be i endor is my favorite map as well it's just i love the look of it it doesn't feel like crowded but you can you can actually get away from those snipers all the way across the map I, if they added that kind of combat it's just like close quarters like you're saying but also they've got the long range so it's suited for snipers as well which is just a an interesting way to do the, the maps yeah, as long as they don't make the distances between the, I don't know, little islands or whatever too far, it's going to be very nice. Because some, I think the last, one of the two or last scenes in the last trailer, it was kind of like, here's a small island with palm trees, and then it's like 50 meters to the next one. And if it's like that in the game, that's going to be very frustrating. Like, imagine running with the cargo over that water. <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard. <laughs> I'd be freaked out. Is someone, is someone behind me? Is someone in front of me? Is someone to the, my side? What is happening here? Yeah, you definitely need a jump pack and, and a shield and everything you can, and the back the bomb and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Go as fast across this open spans of water as fast as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. What weapons do you think that they would be adding to this? I think long to mid-range weapons would be the most suitable. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, there was one weapon, I don't know the names of any of the new weapons, I'm not yeah. even sure if they've announced them, but I know that it's a weapon they showed both in the last and the first trailer, which kind of looked like it had a burned pipe-ish, whatever you call it, it looked like it's kind of 
silvery to black to red. Yeah. Uh, I think there was the Death Troopers that had, I think that's definitely a candidate for a new weapon, which could potentially be, like you said, some sort of mid-range weapon. And then in the last trailer, we also saw, oh, what's his name again? Like Churot or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the blind guy. He had some sort of really weird bowcaster that he kind of like I saw, unfolded. Yeah. yeah, that could, I mean, it's a little bit of an awkward weapon. I'm not sure if that's going to be something everyone could use, but it would be cool to get some di- like unique stuff, not just a blaster that's a little bit different, but something like yeah. a huge bowcaster for a main weapon. <laughs> yeah, maybe have like a a weaker version of the bowcaster, but it's smaller and has less range. I think that'd be pretty cool to add. Yeah, exactly. Something that fires just one bolt, basically. Uh, and uh, that's, I don't know, it looks like in the trailer, I guess, of one big bolt that's very powerful and can potentially uh, kill multiple people. Maybe like the, a little bit like the Briar Pistol secondary fire, yeah. but potentially stronger or something like that. Yeah. What do you think of the Briar Pistol? Uh, it's, it kind of needs balancing, which is coming, coming in the next patch. I mean, yeah. the secondary fire is too strong and the primary fire is too weak. So I know that Christian is working on fixing that. I mean, the primary fire was going to get a little bit of a buff. And the secondary fire is, uh, I think it's going to be nerfed ag- at least against vehicles and uh, and heroes because that's the biggest problem. I, I'm not, I have no issue with it one-shotting people. I mean, the secondary fire with TL50 can do that. So yeah. as long as they just... Now, because the problem with it is that it kind of removed the point of having ion weapons because it deals more damage than any other ion weapon or even a smart yeah. rocket. But it has like no cooldown. So it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I have a lot of fun playing with the uh, Briar Pistol. I was using it on the uh, the Death Star second phase. And mm-hmm. It's not very effective, but it is so fun to just uh, wait for those doors to open and someone like uh, 20 meters away is just walking through the other door and you just fire it at him. It's just so fun. Yeah, I agree. I think it's more more rewarding than the DL-50 because that's something everyone just spams but the Briar Pistol is a little bit harder to hit with but when you do hit it's always a guaranteed kill yeah have you been using the TL-50 at all yeah that's that's been my main weapon since their since Death Star release I think because it has a good good main fire and second fire so it's like it works for like most situations yeah, I think most it's most people's weapon of choice. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's... I mean, unfortunately, it's not... I wouldn't say it's extremely overpowered. It just needs a little bit of a tweak. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot better that, than it that it's like this uh, than compared to, like, the, what was, the the Night Sniper, which was added and not a single person liked it. It was yeah. kind of rubbish, so no one used it. I'd rather have it like this where it's a little bit better... Um, I mean, I don't really have a problem with the TL-50 as long as you know how to counter it. If you use the bodyguard trait or the back the bomb, you can't tank the secondary fire. Yeah. So you just need to know how to counter it, basically. Yeah, the TL-50 is one of those weapons. Like it was, it was almost perfect. It's just a yeah. little. It's a little too overpowered, but it's it's almost there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's definitely a good good explanation of how it is because it feels so nice. Uh, yeah. But it needs a little, little tweak. Now, what do you think of the two he- new hero and villain? Uh, that's something, uh, usually, the heroes is what I'm most excited for. And the reason to why I'm, I mean, I'm still very excited for the heroes, but it's, as I, it's, I'm more excited about the gameplay I talked about earlier. But it's simply because we don't really know what to expect from them. Bosk was like, oh, wow, he's going to be a really cool bounty hunter. But we, we have no clue what Jin or 
um, Krennic is going to have because I feel like Jin is a kind of a fighter, but Krennic feels more of a, I mean, he's like an, I don't know, if commander or yeah. I'm not exactly sure what his title is. A director. Oh, director. Okay, yeah. that's right. So, I mean, I, I feel like he's going to be He's going to be the Pal- Palpatine almost, but with less yeah. force powers, of course. But just uh, <laughs> having a lot of support, maybe support drops and orbital strikes, possibly, uh, and things like that. And Jin might be more of a, a Han Solo-ish type, maybe. Yeah, That's- it's it's weird. I mean, director from what we've seen of director Finnick already, or Krennic, Finnick. Where, where did I get that? <laughs> <laughs> what we've seen of him is. Um, a guy that looks like he's going to stay back but can also hold his own in certain situations, which would be interesting to see added for the villain side because uh, like, he's like Palpatine, but Palpatine can hold his own in a lot of situations instead of just a few. Mm-hmm, that's true. So I think, I think, like you said, I was surprised that we even... He looks like, I mean, Director Krennic, he looks like someone who just sits at the Death Star like Grand Moff Tarkin <laughs> and just orders people around. But we did get the glimpse of him on on Scarif, and I think he was actually the one who took Jin's dad as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, he's obviously shown to be kind of like an enforcer as well. Um, but again, I have no clue what kind of abilities or weapon he will have. Yeah, I w- that, is, that is very interesting to see what kind of weapons they'll have because we haven't seen them use, or the, the heroes and villain that we're going to get in the DLC, use any weapons at all yet. Yeah, that's true. I don't think we, we we've only seen Jin use like a stick or no, that's not even him. Her, I mean, she just uh, fought with the hands or something, didn't she? I don't remember. She, I know, no wait, she, she took, didn't she, she take an E eleven from one of the stormtroopers yeah. in the trailer? Yeah, that's all. So I don't think that's gonna be her weapon. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> to run into problems with Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you have um, my weapon? <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> so one thing I'm afraid of. I mean, I. I don't think, I hope it's not going to be a problem, but uh, I hope they won't be, I mean, we know that Disney and Lucasfilm or whoever pulls those strings are very strict with, you know, everything needs to be very canon-ish. I mean, it's not like it's going to, it doesn't have to be exactly like in the movies, but you can't just mix random stuff. So I hope they won't restrict the use of, I hope that all the Rogue One stuff will be available on the rest of the game and vice versa. So you could play like heroes versus villains with, well, or the hero blast that they, yeah, that's coming later on. Um, with like six, wait, how many heroes is it? No, it's that's going to be, be seven. Seven. Yeah. seven. yeah, exactly. So that that would be really cool to see them all together, even though I doubt that Jin and Krennic actually met any of the others, except for Vader. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Vader did not look happy. <laughs> <laughs> he did not look happy in that trailer. That's, that's true. I don't think he ever looks happy, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's usually more, more of, calm i guess you could say but yeah. he looked really riled up in the trailer like i want to kill someone right now <laughs> yeah. yeah i hope they don't i don't hope they don't uh, limit what maps they're going to be on like i would love to see uh Jyn Erso versus darth vader or any other uh villain and then vice versa like director krennic against han solo that'd be pretty cool to see <laughs> indeed indeed and uh especially i just one thing that i hope is that they test out the abilities yeah. properly. I feel like one issue with the last two DLCs has been that they've released heroes that's been very bugged. Uh, I mean, Dengar being able to one-shot heroes with the, uh, with the, what's it called, the Hurricane Strike, and yeah. then they patched that. But then now Lando can still one or two-shot other heroes. And then 
boss had you know the glitched out uh, the predator sense and then two, as soon as you spawn in with two you perform a ground slam you know there's there, yes. there, the last two DLCs has been kind of riddled with bugs so I hope they don't introduce some sort of new really cool ability that they don't test properly and then it's oh wait this ability can one-shot everything in the game. <laughs> yeah, all, all of the heroes are next to that villain, and they all die suddenly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I'm worried about, but I hope they've learned a lesson, though. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca, I think... Uh, what do you think of Chewbacca? I mean, I think he's he's too slow, but he's still good. I like to play as him. But he, I mean, yeah. he should be slow, obviously, but I think it's more of a... when you When you use his abilities, the... The multi-shot or the the roar, uh, it's kind of a two or three second delay before you can shoot, and that is so frustrating. Uh, I think that's probably a bug, and I hope that he's uh, looking. I think they're looking into it. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's good. I mean, his broadcaster when he gets his momentum up is really powerful. He can practically one-shot all all the enemy heroes. So, I mean, the enemy yeah. infantry, and also deal good damage against heroes if he gets up. I like how he's the objective hero. I mean, he can go in a room, just clear everything out and make his team get the objective. Yeah, definitely. That's like one of the things I noticed when I played the Bespin DLC with Chewie on on that, uh, what's it called again? The Carbon Freezing Chamber map. People always struggle to get B, even if you have like Luke or someone, because they just get destroyed when they go in there. But with Chewie, you can go in there, do the ground slam, and everything, including droids and everything, is destroyed. So that's kind of... A new thing with uh, Chewie, which is very nice. Yeah, I think they if they uh, buff his speed a little bit or like give him some more strength, I think he'd be really, really useful in the hero side. I think all the villains are just crazy strong. Yeah, I feel like that as well. I feel like this at the moment. I feel like the villains have a bit of an advantage over the heroes. Uh, it would be interest. It would be cool to see. Bet Dice has some interesting statistics on how often the villains versus the heroes win in heroes versus villains. <laughs> I think yeah. the villains is probably winning more. Yeah, I love being the villain so I can go to get Bosk and just, just target one hero and just throw grenades at them all the time. Mm-hmm. You can really lob those micro-grenades across the map. <laughs> you, you know, I wish they added heroes versus villains for the Death Star DLC. I think that would have been so fun to have. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, especially... I don't know, I guess it's because it's so hard for them to, if they added heroes versus villains and someone doesn't own all the DLCs, that makes a problem. But I guess Hero Blast, I don't know what we know about. I mean, we only know from that leak or the guy who dug it out from the code. Uh, but I'm guessing it's going to be something where you can play basically all heroes. I'm not sure if he found out how, how many people, but I hope it's something that will be released along with the Rogue One and that's going to be a 7 versus 7. Yeah, uh, because that would kind of, I think that would meet all the community's requests for for that basically. And as you said, if it's only for season pass holders, they could add it on like all the maps, you know, that Star Outer Rim, Bespin, or whatever people want. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Like we've been speculating throughout the whole of Battlefront, like if they were going to add multiple heroes and heroes versus villains. But the drawback has always been not everyone has the DLC, but Hopefully those will say, if you don't have the DLC, um, you will only be able to pick one character, maybe not be able to play at all, so that's going to be difficult. How do you think they would implement Hero Blast? Do you think it would be like all heroes with some infantry, or just all heroes and then... Uh, I mean, I think 
and I hope it would be just seven versus seven heroes. And since it's blast and not heroes versus villains, I'm guessing you might choose a hero and then just respawn as it. Maybe like in uh, you know hero assault in the old Battlefront games. Yeah. Um, but because I feel like we only already have a game mode with heroes and infantry, so it would be better to just have pure hero battles. And then maybe you, if you kill an enemy, you get one point. And then you need to reach like, I don't know, 20 or 30 points, depending on how long they want the game to be. And I would guess that it's probably going to be like heroes versus villains, where each hero can only be played by one person. Because that seems to be something they want to stick to. They don't want multiple heroes at the same time. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be so awesome if you could respawn as the hero and then go back and forth. Like, maybe if you die with this hero the next time, you can pick a different hero, but you can't be the same one. That'd be a good way to even it out so that one guy just doesn't have that one character that you want to play all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, uh, I think that would be better than just locking people down for the whole game. Because, I mean, imagine if you you pick the wrong hero at the start. Like, you really need a good layer that can heal people up. And then someone who doesn't like layer picked layer, and you want to switch around... And if you're going to be stuck for the whole game, that's going to be quite annoying. So I like your idea of actually having to switch around heroes uh, when you die. But still that you get a choice. So, I mean, if you're good with one hero, you can pick that uh, to actually get some tactics in there. Yeah, kind of like uh, with Overwatch, how you pick heroes depending on um, how good you are with that hero and what your team needs. And like, if one guy is like... If one guy's doing pretty bad with this one hero, you can go another hero and try and like heal those other people that are getting low. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it it would be a little bit fun if they added so you could actually freely choose hero, because then you could be like seven Leia's versus seven. That would Krennic, be so, so awesome. Uh, I get a feeling that they won't be allowed to do that, but I think it would be very cool if that was possible. Yeah, and it, I I really like that glitch where you could be. Where you could verse each other, like Boba Fett versus Darth Vader and that kind of stuff. Because that'd be, that's like every childhood fantasy. What, who would win, Luke Skywalker or Han Solo? Yeah, they could, they could make, like, take it to the next level. After Hero Blast, we have Hero Blast free for all. So it's like 10 heroes against each other. <laughs> yeah. And then, you could, then you could do, like you said, match up whatever you want. Yeah, I kind of have with, uh, like, like Hero Hunt, where you do the most damage, you get points, and whoever's got the most damage or kills is number one, and you're trying to just, like, kill everyone so you can kill your heroes, you can kill the villains, and that would just be, like, an all-out war. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A civil and that, yeah, war. Like, like, the mo- the people who would deal the most damage would win, basically. That would be a yeah. pretty good thing. Uh, it'd be this Star Wars Civil War. <laughs> yeah, which hero do you think would win? I mean, I'm trying to think like who could deal the most splash damage to everyone consistently. I probably think, maybe Bosk's Bosk's grenade could probably and the grenades could do a lot of damage. I think. I, I think Bosk and Dingar would be pretty good. Oh yeah, just <laughs> running straight in there with a hurricane strike and explosive rush that would do some good damage as well. And. and it's funny we're focusing on the villains, not the heroes. <laughs> well, the heroes don't have... Yeah, well, Chewbacca. Chewie, maybe, yeah, Ground Slam and stuff. That could probably do a lot of damage as well. I think he would be the best best person to, for the heroes to do the most damage. Yeah, and he would, he would be able to tank a lot of damage as well, which helps. Yeah, that 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 game mode would be so fun. Yeah, that's why I wish they, they allowed for mods, because I feel like that's something we will never get legitimately. But it would be a lot of fun to play it somehow. 
Yeah, like with all the mods for the original Battlefronts, I saw like they were doing Kylo Ren in there. I was like, what? Yeah, like they released Kylo Ren. That was kind of quickly. I think I made a video video on it as well because I was like, wow, this is really cool. I mean, sure, you see that they've just taken all the abilities and uh, uh, the movements and stuff from like Anakin or something, but they, it still looks very cool when you're running around as Kylo Ren with his lightsaber and stuff. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you want to be on a guest on the show, you can contact us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, talk Battlefront and Star Wars. If you want to be on the show, have the subject line podcast guest, have a topic and a Skype account ready because we do this podcast guest episodes through Skype. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is tie-dye-sheep-yt. You can talk Star Wars there. I've been tweeting a lot about the Rogue One lately. That trailer is awesome. You can also follow Sage on Instagram at tie-dye-sheep-films. And then you can follow Sam it's at chef underscore wanna underscore b. What do you do there, Sam? Post different various food pictures. That's about it. Our new intro music was produced by Daniel Barham at Gafunko on Twitter. G-A-F-U-N-K-O. Thanks so much for the awesome new intro music. May the Force be with you, always. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, sorry. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, what the hell? <laughs> you gotta cut that out. Yeah. I don't know what... I'm pressing the... The stop button, but nothing, nothing's happening. Freaking... Why is it not working? Okay, can you give me one second? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. There we go, so sorry about that. <laughs> That's good. Oh my god, now they're calling my freaking... <coughs> it's, it's okay if I just take this one minute? Yeah, it's or, good. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh.